Metal Maniacs. Today, you've got George. You've got Tom. You've, you've got, got another, another podcast, podcast coming. coming. Cheers, George. Cheers, Tom. George, tell us about what we're drinking today. All right. So, one of our older episodes, we had Thomas Hooker Brewery in Connecticut, Watermelon Ale. Today, we're going back to the Thomas Hooker Brewery, but this time, we're trying their Oktoberfest Marsen-style lager. Mm. And, Tom, what do you think? Um, I gotta be honest, I don't know that I'm a fan. Oktoberfest's maybe not really your thing? Well, I do like Oktoberfest beers. I mean, this is gonna sound... Is this a little light for you? A little light, and I'll tell you why. Because Sam Adams' Oktoberfest is probably the best, if the one that I prefer the most. Mm, so it's it's a good one. It is for me. It's hard to compete with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do like supporting my Connecticut local, mm. and I do like this one. It's got uh, caramel notes to it, and I can really taste it. I will say it definitely has a robust flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm a little too hard on it because I'm enjoy- I mean, listen, I'm enjoying drinking it. That's got to count for something, right? <laughs> like, it must be one of those beers where it's like first sip, uh, I don't know. Second sip, okay, that's better. Third sip, all right, now this is going down good. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's just the way alcohol works. Uh, well, I won't disagree with you there. <laughs> hey, Tom, what song do you want to talk about? So I'm thinking that today I'm in the mood for Hell Patrol. Ooh, a banger of a track. Second up in the batting order on 1990's Painkiller album Mm. and a little bit of a hidden gem. So yeah, without further ado, it's time to meet the Hell Patrol. Before we begin, we want to give a shout out to the Deep Dive Podcast Network that we are now a part of, and they have promoted this show, and we've gotten a lot of love on it because of that. In just our first day uploading the podcast, we have gotten over a hundred downloads. So the support we've received from the Deep Dive guys is overwhelming, and we can't thank them and the listeners enough for tuning into this that we've put so much love and effort into. Yes, we're grateful for all the support we've gotten. It's really been amazing. Uh, Thanks to the Deep Dive guys. So the Deep Dive Podcast Network, it's basically a group of podcasters, and we all put out shows dedicated to covering a band, a rock or metal artist, in great detail, much like the Metal Gods podcast. So they've got ones on Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Queen, Iron Maiden, Deep Purple, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm a big fan of Sabbath Bloody Podcast, and I found some new shows that I've really been enjoying. And now I'm seeing there are so many excellent podcasts out there on metal and rock. So if you want to find more podcasts in the same vein of Metal Gods, you can look up their Twitter deep dive podcast network and they'll include links to all of the podcasts and the names and you can find those wherever you find your podcasts absolutely and just check the description of our episodes in whatever app you're in right now and we'll have a link right there for you to find more great shows that you're going to love so thank you guys and of course before we begin we do have to um acknowledge uh that richie faulkner had 
a heart attack on stage, kept going like a champion, and then went through extensive heart surgery and is well on his way to recovery. So, Richie, we are wishing you all the best in your recovery, and we hope that we'll see you on stage again soon. Couldn't agree more. Richie, get well soon, my friend. Take the time you need to make a full recovery, and we look forward to seeing you once you're in shape, and it'll be all the more worth the wait. So without further ado, my good friend George, today's subject is Hell Patrol, which is personally one of my favorite tracks on Painkiller. I mean, they're all my favorite track on that album, but yeah, yeah. I would say Hell Patrol is definitely one of the standout tracks. What would you think? You know, I sort of feel differently. First, I want to break down the song. So when you listen to Hell Patrol, it's not a super complex song. It's relatively on the simple side. It's fast but it's not thrash metal fast. I would say it's definitely got power metal vibes to it more so than anything mm-hmm. else. A lot of Painkiller has power metal vibes, probably a very influential album. And Priest has always been in that vein of epic metal. I wouldn't say that you could call them a power metal band, but you can say that they absolutely inspired a lot of bands that came later. And I think Hell Patrol is a good example of that. It's got notes of power metal, like proto-metal almost. As Priest, you know, they've always been innovators and pioneers driving forward the genre. Yes, and now I think part of what makes this such a great song, and you could really say this for almost any song on Painkiller, Scott Travis. Mm. You can't oversell how important he was to breathing new life into the band on the Painkiller album, and... Hell Patrol just comes in roaring, much like the song before it. You all know what what song that is. And Scott is just pounding. He's giving an absolute pounding to the snare and toms right out of the gate. And like you've previously described, it's almost an assault on your senses. Mm. I've probably said this before, and I'll stand by the statement that Painkiller could not have been made without... Scott Travis, just the way he incorporates his double bass playing into that album, even on Hell Patrol, you can hear the bass drums in the background going along to Tipton and Downing's galloping guitars. So essential to the sound of this album. Right. It's a next level elevation in terms of technical playing. And, you know, credit where credit's due to Dave Holland. He played on a lot of the band's popular albums in the 80s. He had a good sense of rhythm, but I certainly don't think he had the technical skill level to do any of the double bass drumming that Scott Travis is doing on Painkiller. Mm. You know, Tom Holland was more of a 
doing a lot of four on the floor beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you got to understand, too, is that Scott Travis is he was probably a much younger person and part of a new generation of drummers that were coming up who had right. been inspired by Iron Maiden and Priest and took their technical abilities to the next level. Sure. And so with that being said, Holland was definitely a very serviceable drummer when he was with the band, but I think Painkiller would probably still be a really good album, but I don't think it would have been elevated to its legendary status without Scott Travis. Yeah, and it was such a turnabout from the two albums before it, Turbo and Ran It Down, which were a little more on the glam metal side, Mm -hmm. and Painkiller was just sort of a 180 going back to the extreme heaviness. And Hell Patrol is a great example of that. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden podcast, he did an episode about Turbo that I listened to today, as a matter of fact, and he goes into a lot of great detail about how actually a lot of the drums on that album were synthetic. They were um, put through a machine. Sure. And Same thing on the album after Ram It Down. Yeah. In fact... There are some sources that claim there was no real drumming whatsoever yeah. on that one. And you can kind of tell, honestly, because one, the dr- the drums, you, if you listen closely enough, you can tell that there's not real. And, you know, you might not notice, but your brain certainly does. And the way they program them, they program them to do things that the old drummer, he just couldn't do. He didn't have the, the ability. He didn't do the double bass stuff or the really intricate drum rolls. And he didn't. He just didn't have that kind of flair. Sure. And we won't go too deep into this because we don't want to go off topic. But the point that we're making here is that for some of the fans that Judas Priest lost when they did Turbo and Ram It Down, it, they really brought them back into the fold on Painkiller. After two albums of fully synthesized drums, it must have been a breath of fresh air. Not only that Priest had a real drummer on their studio recordings once again, but also a damn good one who happens to be with the band today. Mm. But when Painkiller came out, he was young blood and he Scott Travis reinvigorated the band sort of like Richie Faulkner did when he came in in the 2010s by the way Apropos of nothing, I had a fun fact that I wanted to tell you. Yeah. So I was listening to our Firepower episode, and I realized that we had mentioned Christopher Lee in it in the same breath that we were talking about Richie Faulkner, and I found out Richie Faulkner played on Christopher Lee's Charlemagne record. He did. He, yeah. And he also composed the arrangements. How fucking nuts is that? Yeah, so listen... It all ties back to Priest in some way. In some way or another, man. It's funny the way things like that happen. So anyway, now that that ADHD moment is over with, I want to move on to um, Hell Patrol now because, like I said, I think you and me have differing opinions on this, but I think it's one of the better tracks on the album because, I don't know, it's got that classic sort of metal empowerment to it. You know what I mean? You hit the nail on the head there. So Rob Halford has called Hell Patrol 
a song of unity mm. together the band and the fans form an army of rock that's a quote that i'm pulling out of one of martin popoff's books so there are two highlights for me in hell patrol first off the solo where they have a passage that repeats the melody of the verses i love when songs do that mm. got the amazing dual guitar solo but what i love about it is it's not overly complex it's just a beautiful melody um and it complements the song really well i would say yes you don't always need to have a searing blistering guitar solo no i heard a guitar teacher once say that if you can play one note really well that automatically puts you ahead of the game and these guys play with more emotion in a single note than other players have throughout their entire songs. You're right. And listen, all the scales and sweep picking in the world don't mean anything if your song isn't going to stick in people's heads. Mm. And when bands create melodic passages that mirror the melody of the verses, it creates a sort of musical continuity and it sounds good in the context of the rest of the song. And Hell Patrol does that super well. You know, for a long time in the metal scene, it seemed like it was just a competition to be more technically impressive than all the other bands. And I thought that was a travesty because sure, Technicality is great, but if it isn't organic, if you're not using it to serve a purpose, then you're just, you're basically writing a math equation. Yeah. And I, I don't agree with that philosophy. Now, thankfully, it seems like that sort of thing has passed, but I remember... I think the resurgence of traditional heavy metal, that new wave of bands like Haunt, Night Demon, that's sort of a pushback against metal's drive to get heavier and more technical like you said playing with a lot more soulful feeling and emotion focusing more on songwriting that people will remember and these bands nowadays in this new wave of traditional heavy metal scene they're sort of focusing on the things that made heavy metal great back in the days of judas priest and iron maiden yeah man because who cares how hard your song is to play i you know in an old band I was playing with, I remember we were trying out this bass player, and he said, you know, this song is really easy to play, no offense. And I thought about that because it really kind of hit me, and I was like, why would I take offense to that? <laughs> like, okay, my song is easy to play. Who cares? Does it sound good? That's all I care about. Yeah. Do you think it's a good song? Oh, it's easy to play? Great. You'll have no problem yeah, there. Yeah, really. This is a <laughs> But isn't that kind of a weird thing to get hung up on? Yeah. yeah. So I said there are two highlights for me in Hell Patrol. First, that melody. And second, Rob's high vocals on the third verse 
the way that he screams the ripping out hearts. Yes. It's just vicious. Oh, God. Like, that high falsetto that he pulls off is so beautiful. And when he really nails it, nobody can beat him. Yeah, and that sort of intensity in the third verse, it makes you feel like the song is building in energy. Mm. That, that's good songwriting, first of all. And it's also like a reward for listening to the entire song. It's like not checking out halfway through. You know, you get a song that gets better and better and more intense mm. through its runtime. It doesn't leave you bored. It doesn't repeat itself too much. No, it doesn't. And it's kind of a, it, you know, it can be a difficult thing to maintain your, the attention of your audience. And the beautiful thing about Hell Patrol is that after Painkiller, you've got this really sort of, I would, I would describe it as beautiful, melodic, but intensely empowering song right after that. It's no less interesting than any other song on the album. It's just a change of pace, but a welcome one. Sure. Now, this is a great song, without a doubt, because every song on Painkiller is. But I don't feel like this is one of my favorites on Painkiller. Mm. I would have much rather heard Between the Hammer and Anvil Live, or Nightcrawler, or Metal Meltdown, maybe even Leather Rebel. This is... Maybe one of my least favorite tracks on the album, not to put it down, uh, it seems to me like there's not quite as much going on here as there is in other songs. And maybe that's okay, because after opening the album with the immense technicality of Painkiller, something a little simpler for the second song does seem like it's in order. You almost need a palate cleanser after that, and not in the bad way, but more in the sense is like, how much brutal assault can you really handle? Sure. You've got to pace out the album. You need a song like Hell Patrol, um, and you need it to accent all of the other really intense tracks. Because then, you know, after Hell Patrol, you've got Leather Rebel, you've got Metal Meltdown, and those are also extreme, yeah, extremely aggressive, fast-paced tracks. Having your one shot at glories in your hell patrols is essential for an album like this. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about some songs that had to wait for their day in the sun in the live setting. And this is another one of them. Hell patrol didn't make its live debut on the painkiller tour. It premiered in 2008 on the Nostradamus world tour. That's almost two decades later. I had no idea in all honesty. Yeah, and listen, the band must have enjoyed playing Hell Patrol live because they kept it in the set through the next tour, the British Steel 30th Anniversary. And now it's back for the 50 Heavy Metal Years tour.
No, I was just going to say, like, you know, we spoke about this when we were talking about One Shot at Glory, is that sometimes it takes a few decades for a song to have its time in the limelight. And I think in this instance, it's a good thing. You always have something fresh. You always have something new to look forward to. Who knows what songs they're going to play in the future that have never been played live. I think it's a good strategy. I think I really enjoy it. Yeah. Scott Travis in interviews has stated that he loves this song Mm -hmm. and he was the one who pushed the band to try it out live. And like I said, it came back on the next tour and it came back on 50 years of heavy metal. So the band must like it now. So now that it's back for 50 heavy metal years, how do you feel about that? Does Hell Patrol deserve to be in the set list? Or do you think it's taking away a spot from better songs? I mean, me personally, like, Hell Patrol is one of my favorite songs on the album. So I I would count that as a very welcome addition. You know, there's there's one, one verse in particular from this song that I really love. And it's the second verse where it comes in, Night Riders, Death Dealers, Stormbringers, tear up the ground, fist flying, eyes blazing, their glory bound. Ooh, such badass lyrics uh, all over this album. It gets me every time, and I don't know why. Probably because um, I've always identified as somewhat of a, I wouldn't, I hate using the term outcast, but you know, somewhat of an outsider. And I feel like not really fitting in with the mainstream. Exactly. I can relate. Yeah, and so in this particular instance, that's what that verse reminds me of, is the legions of metalheads that also yes. probably feel that way. And in a sense, I feel like that verse is speaking directly to the audience that we're the Hell Patrol, almost. Oh, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of songs are open for interpretation, But Rob has come out and said that what you described is exactly what Hell Patrol is about. And so you really hit the nail on the head there, my friend. Hmm. Well, listen, I certainly have my moments. Something I noticed is that on this 50 Heavy Metal Years tour, Priest has been playing half of Painkiller. It's a really heavy representation. You know, they've got Battle Hymn and One Shot of Glory to start it out. They've got Hell Patrol, A Touch of Evil, and uh, of course they're playing the title track. So that's a lot of... And I personally, I might have swapped out one of those songs for something off Angel of Retribution, or maybe resurrect another classic 70s tune off Sad Wing, Sin After Sin, or Stained Class. Mm. But that's just me personally. I mean, at the end of the day, this is still a great song. And I'm not complaining about what we get because, hey, it's all priest. Yeah, I would. I will say that it, it probably feels a little excessive to play half of an album live. But at the same time, you can't go wrong with it. There's, I mean, I'm not going to go any less crazy hearing those songs. Hell that's, yeah. that's not going to take me out of the experience. I'm priest s- now they seem to be fully aware of how much people love Painkiller and they're giving the people what they want. Hey, man, it's what I want. Hey, same here, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I know they had to postpone their tour. Sure. We're sad about that, but we're more sad that Richie had a serious medical 
um, emergency that he had to get taken care of. Right. And so listen, when they do eventually come back, they're going to it's going to be all the better, you know? Yeah. Listen, man, there's really nothing that's quite as important as the band's health and yeah, safety. Not so that. that has to come first mm-hmm. because Richie is only 40, 41 years old. He's got lots more tours ahead of him. We want him to take care of himself so that he can get back on the road and go on many more tours in the future. 100%, man. And again, here, you know, here's to Richie's recovery. All right, Tom. Uh, any other thoughts on Hell Patrol? Not really. And I think this is a pretty good place to wrap it up. We kind of said, I mean, I certainly said everything that I wanted to say about it. Sure. And hey, listen, fans, if you have any thoughts on Hell Patrol that you want to share or really anything priest-related at all, shoot us an email, metalgodspodcast at gmail.com. Connect with us on social media. Those links are in the episode description. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next Friday with more great metal to talk about. Stay locked in. And keep defending the faith. Cheers.